I'm Steve. And I'm Byron for and, once. And you are? Just for once? Yeah, just for once. And just, we just are... Old guys, guys, bitching. bitching. We, oh, are. we are. We yeah, are. We're gonna have to. What are we bitching about that? this week? Oh, what are we bitching about this week? Because my head has been so involved in getting my show ready. It opens a week from today. That would make it opening uh, on May third. May third. So, I thought you were opening May on 3rd. the second. Well, the second, let's see, no, we are opening on the second, sorry. See where my head is? My head is missing. You need me to help you along here. Yes, I do. Glad I have have a memory like a steel sieve. Uh, Yeah, my mind is so porous that, what'd you say? How porous is it? Uh, My... I forgot what we were talking about. What was the question? You know what? It, it, the uh, I, I saw an item yesterday or today somewhere on the internet, interwebs, that uh, asking if you would have a memory chip planted in your brain if you could. They're they're oh, would experimenting I? with doing that now, so you could actually get a little SD card. For me, it would be a micro because there's just not that much to remember, and plug it in somewhere in the brain, and and supposedly that would help you. Well, that would be wonderful if I could remember that to have it implanted. I actually, is that I, you? That 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 is uh, somebody. I have one of these ring doorbells, and mm-hmm. my office is in the front of the house. So uh, actually, whenever somebody passes in front of the house, the chime goes off. Oh. The doorbell is catching them. <laughs> um, haven't quite found the sweet spot, but I'm getting that all day long, um, which is great because usually I'm not home and I get these alerts on my phone that there's some there's motion at your front door. And I look and there's nothing in my front door. And usually it's the wind chime blowing back and forth. And that's well, that's what I up. thought it was. I thought you had a wind chime in your office. No, that was the chime in the house from the ring doorbell. Oh, my goodness. So you weren't just blowing wind. I wasn't just blowing wind. So anyway, back to memory chicks. Chicks? Memory chicks in the brain. That's uh, about right. A little Freudian there. Yeah. I think so. Oh, speaking of which, now, you know, one of the reasons I got a dog, in addition to getting me off the couch and exercising more, which I am doing, it's getting me out and I'm going out with the dog, um, but it was also to uh, to attract women. Well, it's supposed dogs are supposed to be great chick magnets. They are, and so far uh, the chicks. It was, I've been getting the ugly ducklings instead of the chicks. Now, now, have you been hanging out at the right dog park? No, no. Oh, I, see, that'll do it. I've been going to this little community park behind me, and uh, I'm actually a couple of days away from getting a shot for the dog, so that. Uh, she's good for going to dog parks and stuff. Ah, okay. Now, you can also check in your area just in case because uh, a lot of bars now are having yappy hours. What? Oh, yeah. You what? take your dog to the bar, you get them drunk, you get yourself drunk, and everybody looks good to everybody else. They actually had, uh, the, the Mariners had a thing the other night. Our, our lovely baseball team here in Seattle, the Seattle Mariners, had a... Uh, I forget, Bark in the Park Night, I think they called it. 
where you could See? actually bring your dog, and they had a special section set up for that. But I don't know, because I was afraid, you know, I didn't want to give my dog complex when somebody was going out and say, hey, get me a hot dog. What? <laughs> well, you know, there's uh, there's lots of other ways to do it. Uh, maybe you could actually uh, Google dog park with cute chicks and then, you know, you, I, I you could go there. I wonder if that's a thing. I, <laughs> I want to know that. If I want to be, maybe I can get a job as one of the guys up front that decides who gets to go in and who oh, doesn't. Oh, yeah. You, you could be a dog park bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> but then I wouldn't be able to follow my dog around. That wouldn't be well, good. Well, you know, uh, you just have your dog at the uh, at the gate with you. And um, if your dog doesn't, you know, have the opportunity to sniff some butts, you could fill in. <laughs> uh, that's something I didn't do at the park. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do that. What, what, what happened? You just disappeared. Oh, my. Well, I moved something. You know how that goes. Well, uh, I just moved something, and now let me see now what you're I can back. find. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm back. I moved something else then. <laughs> Stop playing with things. Just chat. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. touch anything. Now, now, what's the name of your town? What, you know, I'm just Maple Valley. Maple Valley, Maple Washington. Maple Valley. Yes. Okay. Wow. Are you trying quite, to find a dog park? I'm, I'm Googling right now. Uh, Maple Valley Dog Park with cute chicks and we're gonna see if this pops up because if it does hey we got a winner oh my goodness french lake french lake <laughs> oh. have you been to french lake french no i haven't oh my god it says uh, i love taking my pups here it's an off-leash park and that's just for the guys oh uh okay <laughs> Where and, I, I don't French. Oh, wait a minute. I think I do know where that is, but um, I will have mm-hmm. to definitely look that up. Speaking of, of French, I oh, I got a friend re- request on Skype from a woman. I won't give her name because on the outside chance that she listens, but she asked to be a contact. She wanted me to be a contact and she asked in French. Ooh, how nice. Yeah. Because everything sounds better in French. It, it does. It does. You Remember are a stupid song? putz in French would sound wonderful. Remember that song back in the in the 70s, uh, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? I certainly, I, I ran around, I walked around the streets of New York singing that every day and got no answers. Yeah, because I guess nobody spoke French. I mean, even with direct questions. To, to French women. That's right. I mean, the, the only direct answer I tended to get was like a swing, and I had to duck. <laughs> I, if I asked that question to a French woman, she'd probably say, I'm sorry, I do not speak French. <laughs> oh, hey, Grandview. Grandview Off-Leash Park. Does Grandview. that sound attractive? Where, where is that? Grandview. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'm going to touch something again. And don't. That, you'll, you'll knock us off the air. I know how that works. Let it's uh it oh okay it's it says uh Seattle Tacoma it could be anywhere in oh, the area. Oh. That's a, it's a anywhere. big stretch. Yeah, that's I just a big uh, stretch. pulled up a map. Uh okay, it's it's off the uh the 5 
So that's good because everything is off the five yes. in Seattle. So let's back it out just a little bit. But I'm off okay. the 405. Oh, you're off the 405. Yes. Oh, geez. The only thing I know about the 405 is that in L.A., it's the world's biggest parking lot. Yeah. Not, not well, at, at times of day here, it's the same way. Okay. Uh, well, it's, okay, it's uh, uh, in Kent. Ah, that's near, that's close. Okay, I, I know where Kent is. So, yeah, so take off there because... I actually tend to review. go to the Trader Joe's in Kent. Well, then you're close to the cute dog park. Wow. Yeah, but that's for cute dogs. Well, it says, right after I got there, a lady approached. Ooh. How about that? A How lady? That? A lady? I don't want a yeah. lady. I want a woman. And she says that she'd only been there five minutes, and it was already showing promise. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Now, I want to know something. Is, is cute yeah. dogs an oxymoron? Well, it could be, unless you're specifically talking about dogs. If you're talking about dates, I would definitely be an oxymoron. Okay. Because, I mean, I've had some cute dog dates. <laughs> So, uh, I, no comment from here. But, uh, <laughs> oh, and, and in Seattle, they have indoor dog parks. What? Yeah, An- indoor dog Adults only. Now, Ooh. that shows great promise. Well, wait a minute. Then where do the dogs fit in? Well, the dogs just happen to be with you while uh, the people are sniffing each other's butts. I guess. Do, do they have to be adult dogs? Uh, no, in fact, the the pictures the pictures uh, show uh, very uh, attractive little pit bulls. Oh, do you have to have a pit bull? Uh, no, no. And uh, I'm looking at some more pictures, and uh, they have labs, they have labradoodles. Ooh, and yeah, I have a, I have a, a labra shepherd. Oh, a labra she's. So you just need oh, oh and it's like they have all they have bars, they have bars inside these these indoor dog parks. Uh, are, are the bars for people or for the dogs? Uh, the dog they're for the people, and then the babysitting fee is uh, is ten to fifteen dollars. Wait, what? What babysitting fee? Where do babies well, the, come into this? For, for the dogs, while you go into the bar. Well, but I thought you're supposed to, doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of having the dog with you as a chick magnet? Let's see, microbrews, ciders, uh, non-alcoholic beverages. I, I can go great, into it's a, a great place to mix, it says. Well, while, I, the, I, while the dogs play, then you can play. I can go into a bar by myself without the dog and be ignored. So why should I go in and leave my dog somewhere else and be ignored? Well, you. I'm you counting on the dog being conversation starter. Th- see, that's it. You, you're automatic. You've got that because you've brought a dog, and then the chicks bring dogs, and so do the other guys. They bring dogs too. So you immediately have something. You know, like what the hell is your dog doing to mine? And that'll get get everything started. Well, but what if my dog gets attracted to another guy's dog? Well, uh, you know, you live in a very liberal part of the country. Uh, you should be just open to any kind of relationship at this point. You know, I suppose at this point I should be. 
Oh, Never okay, thought yeah. of it that way, but okay. So, uh, so in Seattle Metro, there's the House of Ruff. The House of Ruff. Uh, um, I'm guessing that's spelled R-U-F-F. You are absolutely right there. And then in North Seattle, you got Dogwood Play Park. Well, North Seattle's too far. Okay, so there's House of Rough. You know, it's it's worth the drive. It is. Take Sammy. You go in. You look for the most attractive woman there, and you walk up to her with Sammy and say, "Excuse me, is this your dog?" And it just starts right there. Oh, so you go, "Is this your dog?" And when she says, "No, it isn't," you go, "Oh, that's right. It's mine. I forgot." Right. Which and doesn't then, exactly paint a great picture of you that you forgot your own dog. Well, you just tell her, well, see, I was so blown away by your appearance. I completely forgot who I was and who my dog was. And who I was with. And you have set me to rights. (laughs) And so, obviously, we are a match. (laughs) You know, you got it just that quick. Boom, quick. And then you can go over and uh, get the the beer at the bar. Byron, you're going to have to fly up here and be my wingman. Oh, I could do that. I could do that. I, in fact, I could be your wing dog. My oh, ooh. Well, but you that's just, what I—that's what I got Sammy for—to be my wing dog. Well, you see, but there's a whole different vibe if you, we walk in and I've got a collar around my neck attached to a leash. It just—you know—it it it has an undercurrent. It gives uh, like too much information. And uh, you never know when you find a, a woman who's into that. <laughs> too much information? Uh, and collars around the next yeah. leash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I have to be somewhat open. Um, <laughs> tattoos, piercings, studded collars, descri- you know. You've and- just described my stage manager for Ronnie Brixton. <laughs> But you left out the magenta hair. You know, I, I had years ago when I first moved to the area, I had a, uh, a musical I had written and it got it into a little festival of, uh, you know, new shows. And the musical director they assigned me to, this guy comes in, shaved head, piercings all over the, every, every place you can imagine and tattoos and le- wearing leather and he comes and I'm going, I'm not sure this is the right guy for my romantic comedy musical. And he then he tells, oh, well, I'm into opera and I'm into country western. And, all this, and totally destroyed whatever stereotype I had of him. You know, and, and he was a great guy and he did a great job as, as musical director. But it just, it, it taught me a lesson. It's yeah, don't, you, don't judge don't a book lesson. by its cover or just don't read yeah, and of course, don't judge a music director by his sense of uh, tone. <laughs> well, that that would be something different. Oh, okay. Well, I, I I think now now we're not bitching. We're talking, and we haven't really bitched about anything. What I I, I have something to bitch about. Because, oh, good, good. Uh, and and it's it's only semi-related to Donald Trump, because he made the comment about uh, you know getting out of the Iran deal. And the stock market crashed today. Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ah! Uh, what a guy! And and that just, you know, the, I, I, that immediately impacted my desire to retire as soon as possible. I, well, it can, you know, when stocks lose all their value, they do. Oh, and my then, d- did you see he? Met, you know, they had a, a picture. He's meeting with the the president of France, uh, Macron. Uh, yeah, I 
I saw him dig a hole. He, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they put a tree in it, and not the president. But, uh, <laughs> well, he was he was brushing dandruff all the off the guy's jacket. Uh, which okay, I now, I thought now that was kind of tacky. <laughs> I have to jump right in on that one. I do because you see, he told you know after these Comey memos came out with James Comey, former director of the FBI, about things that they discussed. And in the memos, he said he couldn't possibly be around the alleged P-tape because he's a germaphobe. Yeah. Okay, if he's a germaphobe, what is he doing walking around uh, brushing dandruff off of strange men? That's an excellent point. I, I hadn't think he thought just of blew it his way. argument. He did. That was great. Well, he also, he said that it wasn't him in the P-tape because he wasn't in Russia when that tape was taken. First of uh, all, I sure. don't know how he knew when the tape was, was taken, but they have proven that he was in Russia when that yeah, tape thanks, was Thanks taken. to his bodyguard saying, yeah, he was here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, oh, checked, they just checked his phone receipt, his uh, uh, airplane receipts. Uh, that, and, uh, you know, I, I, I misspoke. I said his... It was his bodyguard that ratted him out. It was his former bodyguard that ratted him out. <laughs> and then and then also today, you know, they announced that his pick for head of the VA, he fired the guy who was head of the VA, even though the White House keeps saying the guy quit. And the guy's going, I didn't quit. I, I, I didn't want to leave the job. They fired me. Um, but so he puts his own personal White House physician this Ronnie Jackson, he he puts him up for the job, and now all these whistleblowers come forward that the guy was drunk on the job all the time and uh, abused people left and right. So now Trump is going, hey, you probably should withdraw from the nomination. Well, you know, uh, all I can say to that is if you worked in the White House, wouldn't you drink a lot? Well, yeah, that's probably a good point. Well, but he doesn't. He works at Bethesda Me uh, Medical Center, which also could be a place to to drink a lot. But but now, since there are all these questions about the guy's legitimacy for the VA post, does that also mean that he was lying through his teeth when he gave Trump a good medical report? Well, of course he did, because didn't it look not so much like a doctor wrote that as it looked like Donald Trump wrote that? Yes. Wait a minute. Uh, sorry. That was a wrong thing to say. I'm really sorry. We do not know for a fact that Trump knows how to write. <laughs> this is a good point. But, you know, and he uses all these pseudonyms, so he probably wrote it under an assumed name. John Barron. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and then he names his kid Barron. Uh, come on. Uh, What's okay, going yeah. on here? So, yeah, it's... <laughs> but, but I do want to talk about James Comey because James Comey, as much as, you know, yeah, go ahead and say whatever you're going to say about Trump and, and embarrass him. That's great. I'm, I'm all for anyone who wants to step forward and make Trump look like the ass that he is. But I, a lot of people are questioning the timing. Of this, uh, and that and I have to agree with. You know, with the in the middle of the Mueller investigation, wouldn't it have been a little smarter to just 
maybe chill out with the book until the investigation was over? Well, you know, he's had a problem with timing, you know, like 10 days before the election, <laughs> screwing everything over and yeah. saying, oh, I didn't think it would bother anybody. Yeah, yeah. I love that explanation. Oh, well, I thought she was going to be president no matter what, and I didn't want it coming out after she was president and then undermine her presidency. And by the way, uh, something slipped my mind uh before that, uh, what was it that slipped my mind? Oh, yeah, Russia investigation. <laughs> you know, the whole thing, I mean, I mean, Washington, D.C. is just such a major shit show right now. It It's hard to get upset about it. I'm, on one hand, I'm upset about it because it's destroying the country. But on the other hand, it's just new material every day. Yeah, it is. And it's so much you can't keep up with it. By the way, good old Scott Pruitt, you know, he is going for the Guinness Book of World Records as most corrupt government official since the beginning of time. Right. Yes. And he he's going to get it. Guinness is already, uh, you know, they've opened up a spot in the book. Yeah. They're just waiting for somebody to declare it. He, he makes Ben Carson look decent. Uh, and that is really a trip, considering that dining room table that the Ben Carson thirty owned. grand, or uh, and, and uh, hiring his family, uh, where the law specifically says you cannot hire your family. Nah, 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 nah. And he hired him anyway. Now wait a minute, uh, didn't Donald Trump hire his family? Well, technically, uh, they're not getting paid, so they didn't hire them. He just slipped them in on a technicality. And, and they just have offices in the White House near him. Yeah, but apparently not security clearances. <laughs> no security clearances, right. And they're not, I don't know how much he's listening to them anymore. They said he's no longer listening to, to John Kelly. Well, you know, uh, I... With Trump, who knows? Because uh, he, his memory apparently is worse than ours. I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What What was the subject again? Uh, how politicians attract chicks with uh, with with cute, dogs? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, that was it. Politicians yeah, and yeah. dogs. So I have to fly to Washington D.C. I'm in the wrong Washington. Well, I just Googled that, and apparently they have a, uh, a an all-dog pub where, you know, you just let your dog go in, you stand outside, talk to the other people, and apparently there are a lot of cute uh, Senate aides who hang out there. I'm sure there are. I don't know if I want a Senate aide. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I'd, I'd end up in a James Patterson book or something. <laughs> or even worse, a Stephen King book. Yeah. Oh, awful there are um oh you did you know that they're doing a tv series amazon i think it's amazon is doing a tv series of um jack ryan i did not know that and john uh, krasinski is playing jack ryan well that's an improvement and and amazon just picked it up for a second season today which is amazing, considering the first season doesn't even premiere till the end of August. Well, I'm sure that somebody inside Amazon has watched it and uh, gave the go-ahead. But there have been plenty of other shows that people at networks gave a go-ahead only to find out it was a piece of crap and never <laughs> didn't even last the first season. Well, let's look at this. Uh, Krasinski will be laughing all the way to the bank, and if he does it in the style of his current film and theaters now, he'll be laughing very quietly. 
<laughs> Silently, in fact. <laughs> I, it's, I have, have you seen it yet? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh, I I've haven't played. seen it, but I've heard great things about it. So well, I, I applaud him, you know, and, and, and it's like all these people that you don't, uh, with Jordan Peele first with Get Out, and now John Krasinski with A Quiet, what is it called? A, a Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. And these are guys who made their mark in comedy, right? Jordan Peele with Key and Peele and, and John Krasinski on The Office. The Office? Yes. Uh, yes. It was The, the Office. Uh, the American version the of The American Office. version of The Office. And now he's like, they're both like two of the hottest directors in Hollywood. Well, you know, I've actually heard some, some comments by various people, including um, one of my best acting teachers who came from Royal Shakespeare Company and Groucho Marx, both of whom say that comedians can do drama, but dramatic actors cannot do comedy. That's right. Because comedy is much harder than drama. It is. I mean, yeah, you you try slipping on a banana peel sometime. Right there, there was you know the the famous line was uh, who was it? Ed, well, it's attributed sometimes to Edmund Gwen and uh, then, Edmund Keane. Yeah, and Edmund Keane and different actors who on their deathbed and somebody said to them, uh, "Is dying hard?" And they said, "Dying is easy. Comedy is hard." True. And and Very dying true. during comedy is especially hard. Oh yeah. Well, ask Dick Sean. <laughs> oh. oh wait, we can't because he died while no, doing a comedy. He bet. really did. He really did. I saw that show too, and and it was a brilliant. He, he was absolutely brilliant in it, and he, it was a one man show, um, and and at the intermission he goes, I'm just going to take a little nap, and he lies down in full view of the audience to take a nap. Unfortunately, one night he didn't wake up. Uh oh! It was very bizarre. It was very now. We go death in the theater uh, stuff. You remember there was a, an actor named David David Burns. Davy Burns was the original Horace Vandegelder in Hello Dolly. Oh with yes, Carol I do Channing. David Burns. Yeah. <laughs> and later, obviously after that, he did a show called Seventy Girls Seventy. And in the middle of a scene, he was doing a scene with, I believe it was Mildred Natwick, and he's doing a scene with her, and all of a sudden, his head just drops to the table. He dropped dead on stage in the oh, middle of performance. And I had heard that they, then they chose not to replace him. They just rewrote around his part. Yeah, well, but he, it was, the show was going on, and mm -hmm. they just took him off, and they just laid him on some scenery in the wings. And all the other actors in the show had to go around his dead body to get on stage, and it was had to be a, a real macabre night. <laughs> yes, for it a did. musical comedy. <laughs> well, so, some very good friends of mine were touring in uh, *Man of La Mancha* with William Tabert. William Tabert was the original Lieutenant Cable in South Pacific. Mm. And uh, following a performance, I believe in Dallas. Um, uh, Tabbert uh, took his bows, walked off stage, said he was feeling a little tired, sat down in a chair in the wings, and passed away. Ooh. But at least he finished the show. <laughs> that was and, and, and had a curtain call. You know, so. That was very nice of him to, to do that. Now, you and I have, have probably died on stage. 
Um, I, I know I've been <laughs> not in <laughs> not in that sense, but in other ways, and uh, it's always a fun experience. <laughs> you come out and you do your first funny line, and there's nothing. <laughs> not even a gasp, not even a chuckle. If you're lucky, somebody sneezes, but you know it's going to be a very long night indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I actually have to say I'm kind of a rarity and that I've never died on stage uh, because I've always been in a role that <laughs> that just kind of takes care of me. But you know, one, one thing that uh, in... My show, uh, Ronnie Brixton, Best of Bridges Boxing, which opens May 2nd in uh, Las Vegas and June 2nd in Los Angeles. Uh, get tickets at RonnieBrixton.com. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I did, both as writer with Lincoln Hudson and as director, is the opening uh, when I was directing our new star, David Shaughnessy. He said, oh, so you want me to open the show like Stephen Colbert? I said, absolutely. I want you to run down the first row of the audience and up on high fives and shaking hands uh, to loud, raucous music. And uh, that way we have already gotten people on our side. But be sure you're slapping high fives and not faces. <laughs> it will happen. Oh, you yeah, know it's going to happen. There is going to yeah, come a performance where he misses and or somebody pulls their hand down or something like that, and boom. But I can tell you, uh, in the opening video montage, which will be out on social media, uh, but even though it is the opening, uh, in order to endear Ronnie Brixton to the audience, we not only see Ronnie in action uh, at the... Uh, uh, let's see, who was it? The Tyson-Holyfield uh, fight where Tyson bit Holyfield's ear twice. So we, we see him in action calling that fight as a BBC announcer. We uh, see him uh, at the uh, Anthony Joshua-Joe Parker uh, fight in Cardiff, Wales, actually just about a month ago. Uh, we hear him uh, in action calling the uh, Rahman-Lewis fight. And then... We see him at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, ringside, waiting to be cued to go on camera, but his, uh, his, his earpiece is dangling on his shoulder. So even though the announcer is saying, Ronnie, Ronnie, uh, he can't hear. So he does, you know, because he's waiting, he, he picks his nose. Oh! <laughs> oh! Just to endear the audience. Well, to yeah, him. that'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Of course, then, of course, you have you have established that that is okay, and the audience might be sitting there picking their nose for the rest of the show. That's true. That's true. We, yeah. But we, you know, Ronnie does lots and lots of talking to the audience. He takes questions from the audience. It it is a fun show with a twist. So, uh, <laughs> so, so come see Ronnie Brixton, the best of British boxing. Or Steve will visit you and ask you if you want to join him at the dog park. You know, that's a great idea. Unfortunately, <laughs> when, when, unfortunately, when you open in, in Las Vegas, I will be in L.A. And uh -huh. so that's not going to help. I can't see the show. Well, yeah. Because then don't... when you open in L.A., I'll be back in Seattle. So you don't have to... Uh... 
uh, see the show. You just have to take unhappy patrons uh, to the dog park with you. Can you can you uh, when when the show is is running, can you just hold up your phone and Skype it to me? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. It, yeah, when you get into that, because uh, we have had to do clearances on. Uh, people that we refer to in the show. Of course you do. It's it's yeah, even dead people. We have to get clearances. And, on, and did any has anybody them. balked at it? Uh, so far, no. So oh, that's far, good. no. That's very. But um, you know, I did. Uh, I'm trying to entice a guy who is a boxing professional, kind of an American version of Ronnie. I'm trying to entice him to come to the show. So I'm uh, tweeting to him. And if you happen to know Al Bernstein, Showtime Boxing's head commentator, uh, tell him that I did bring up his name on a podcast and his name may appear somewhere in the show. Maybe he would want to come check it out to see how we refer to him. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know what? We We are about out of time for this week. We've only got 20 seconds left. And you know, people may be saying, "Why? How do you know that?" Well, we have a we have a clock, and we have a, a, a time limit um, because the internet police come and uh, just rip the cords out of our computers. <laughs> so, it here we go. Any second, boop. Well, that's it. That's it, all. I I must have turned off the alarm because it's not making any sound. But we are at zero. And so that's it for this it for, oh edition oh, of Old no. Guys Bitching. Oh, heavens. And, okay, well, at least we know that uh, now, once we say goodbye, you can hook up Sammy and head for that indoor dog park. I will see you at the dog park. I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we're Old Guys, Old guys Bitching. Bitching. Oh, we were almost together. Almost. Almost.